Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Big Recon on Sports Podcast for today. I am your host, I am the Big Recon, and tonight is all about the greatest month in all of sport. It's not November with college football rivalry weekend, and it's not in the, it's not in the uh, in January when all everybody's playing football. It is now. There is a song titled "Wake Me Up When September Ends" because this is the month that the greatest things happen. We are talking playoff baseball tonight with my boys Alex and Tone from Row Seven and Cardboard and Cracker Jacks, respectively. And I'm here to bow down to you, gentlemen, as both your teams will be participating in this uh, brand new. Maybe more than one year postseason. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I think, <clears throat> um, Alex, incredible year from the White Sox, honestly. Uh, I know they, they, they were at a little more top of the mountain a couple weeks ago, but they still made the playoffs, and I think that's a huge step in the right direction from them. And, you know, for the Cubs' standpoint, I think they uh, persevered, and I, kn I know their hitting's been bad, but... They uh, overcame. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to see these Chicago teams going to work. And, uh, yeah, Alex, I'm looking forward to watching the Sox as much as I am the Cubs. Definitely. I'm excited. Um, it's it's a far cry from what we've seen since, what, 2005? So for them to just be in the playoffs and be in contention and be relevant means uh, quite a bit right now. And, hey, I got a new owner, so – Party on. Um, <laughs> there you go. Hey, new owner means new money. New owner means money. And, of course, I don't know if you guys saw this. He's bringing Sandy Alderson back. Right. Sandy Alderson is going to be the president of baseball operations. I mean, listen, when you talk about Sandy, and, I, and I'll, after this I'll leave the Mets out of it because they are, after today I want to leave him out of a lot of things. Sandy brought in Syndergaard, Darno, who's no longer with us, uh, Alonzo, Dom Smith, he brought in um, Conforto. So he's really brought in at McNeil. He's brought in the core of this team that can win now and in the future. So listen, got obviously hats off, so I'm not wearing one tonight. But the main focus of this episode, gentlemen, let's dive into the postseason. The brackets are out. So we start in the American League from the top to the bottom. Tampa Bay's got the one seed. No one saw that coming. I saw him being scrappy. I didn't see him getting the one seed. They get eight seed Toronto down in Tampa. The Yankees pulled the Cleveland Indians, which is like the umpteenth time that they've played each other in the postseason recently. Houston and Minnesota will play in Minnesota. And, of course, your White Sox, Alex, will be out in Oakland playing the Athletics. So I'm going to start with you, Alex, since you are the American League guy. Let's start at the top. Tampa Bay and Toronto. Keys to the series. What do you think? Ah. Uh... This, one, this is kind of a sleeper series right here. I think just because uh, Toronto can hit, and obviously uh, the Rays can pitch. So whoever gets the offense going or and or their pitching going, I, I think wins that series. But it, for me, it's a toss-up. I really don't have any, any horse in that race. I'm just looking for it to be competitive, honestly. Okay. Tom, what do you think about that one? And let me put this on here. Just seeing Tampa Bay play the Mets, Blake Snell had some control issues. Uh, would you say that's a red light for you, or would you say it was just playing out the string? I, I'm leaning towards playing out the string. I mean, when I've watched the Tampa Bay Rays this year, they've been nothing short of incredible with, okay, one time Brady, Tom Brady's getting paid $25 million. The whole Tampa Bay Rays payroll is $28 million. So <laughs> the 
that's pretty incredible within itself. The Rays continue to succeed off of minimal budget. They're one of the small market teams that prove year in and year out that money doesn't matter as much in baseball as it does in other sports. I mean, what Kevin Cash has been able to do has been incredible. If he does not win AL Manager of the Year, it will honestly be an, an, an upset to me if he doesn't. So I know there's been other good managers. You could throw Ricky Renteria among a handful of other guys in there. But at the end of the day, I think that Kevin Cash is supposed to be that manager of the year. So it'll be interesting. I think that the Rays staff with Blake Snell, Glasnow, and Charlie Morton is incredible. I mean, these three, it might be behind the Indians, it might be the best rotation in the AL. So I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned with what I've seen in New York with um, – Blake Snell, I think a lot of teams, like we've seen the Cubs and White Sox do, they know that they clinch, and there's really no home field advantage, so, you know, if you're not playing your best baseball right now, it's not too big of a deal as long as you're in the playoffs, because there's no home field advantage this year, so I think a lot of teams took the pedal off the metal a little bit, I'm excited to see what the Rays could do. Alex, you shook your head when he mentioned Rick Renneria for manager of the year, why'd you do that for? Uh, he's not. He's not the answer. Uh, I don't want to go in too far into it, but you've seen what happened in 2016 with the Cubs and, how, and who was their manager right before that. Uh, I don't think he – I don't. Th- I just don't think he's the answer to take him to the promised land as far as I'm concerned. And maybe, I'm, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe he will shock the world and not necessarily this year, but going forward be the answer. But I think you've got to almost bring Ozzy back as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I would like somebody to, to light a fire under them. Right now, I think Rancheria has it every once in a while, but not on, not on an everyday basis. With this last little stretch that the White Sox went on, where obviously I knew they were going to hit a bump in the road, uh, I didn't see no fire in the team. Like, they came out and just laid eggs in a lot of those games. So you need somebody who's – if if you got somebody, whether – obviously it's not a brand new, but Eloy, Anderson, Moncada, who's, you know, who's slumping – Bench him for a day or two. You got to make some type of change. No, I hear you. Um, so I'm actually going to go through and pick each series after I get input from you guys. Uh, and I, like I showed you before we went on the air, and I'll show everybody who's watching now. I did my picks in pen. This is not, you know, I was talking this morning on the Browns preview episode. I did the Browns schedule and highlighter, and I had him at ten and six. So we'll go there. So I like Tampa in this series, and here's why. Tampa, uh, Tone, you hit it right on the head. Great pitching. It is October. It is owned by the pitching every single year. Very rarely have we seen a team hit their way to a championship. Unfortunately, it was five years ago when the Mets lost to Kansas City. Um, but yeah, no, I like Tampa's pitching here. Not that I think the moment will be too big for the young Toronto Blue Jays. I think they're a year away. I think they're a year and an arm away. Because as good as Hyunjin Ryu has been, and he's been great, you know what? If you're putting him and Blake Snell, they're going to cancel each other out behind him. Now you're talking, you got Glasnow and Charlie Morton in that great bullpen, and Kevin Cash. I got Tampa in round one. Yep, same here. So let's go down to the next one, and that is the series we have seen. Let me see, 95, not 95. 96, 97, 98, <laughs> uh, 2015, 2016. We've seen it for several years. And that is the New York Yankees going into Cleveland to play the Cleveland Indians. 
Alex, I started with Tone last time. Let's go to you with this. Keys to this series. I think you, you with your keys were, were with the last series, pitching. And and obviously we know that Cleveland has it. I mean, you got Bieber at number one. You're going to probably have Salazar number two and Plesek your number three. And then if you really wanted to, uh, Tristan McKenzie, who is, to me, a, a, a steal of a deal. He can throw. He's got movement. And, I mean, he's almost like a slingshot up there. He's probably, what, 120 pounds soaking wet? Most likely. <laughs> I think, obviously, we know the Yankees can hit, uh, but that can be stopped by really good pitching. And there were, there it is right there as far as I'm concerned. So i I got to ride with the Indians on this one as much as it pains I'm going to jump in the middle quick tone, and I'm going to throw this one thing out at you. I said this to you guys. I don't know if I said it to you guys or somebody else earlier that at one point in time this season, Jacob deGrom had actually given up four less runs than Garrett Cole had given up home runs this year. Uh, never mind the pitching with this, and I'm sure you'll hit on this too, Tone. The Indians are starting to hit. Ramirez, Lindor, I don't know who the dude that hit the 3-0 home run the other night was that just tossed the bat, but that was wonderful. Um, was that against, uh, not trying to bust chops, was that against the White Sox the other night? I think so. Okay. Think so. Um, if the Indians start to hit, and Bieber, who what did what I like to call pulling the Doc Gooden and winning the Triple Crown, is good. This thing's going to be over quick. What do you think, Tone? I think that the Indians do escape this series, and I'm going to tell you why here, because as you hit the nail on the head, pitching, 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 more pitching. My dad taught me since a young age, since I was in diapers, pitching and defense wins championships. I believe that still holds true. And their bullpen's incredible as well. Let's not forget that. And as you said, they're starting to hit now too. So you mix in these bats. And, I mean, Fran Reyes is a monster oh. as well. When Fran Reyes walks to the plate, it's like a tank stepping up there. You know, people move back. He is the real deal. So you mentioned him with guys like Lindor, with guys like Ramirez. I mean, we're getting a we love reeking chat right now, but um, yeah, yeah, there we go, there we go. <laughs> um, you know, they, they love it. They love watching us go at it, so I'm loving it. But the Indians, man, they are the real deal. I think for the, uh, I think for the reasons we mentioned, they're going to move on in round one. Well, we're all in agreement there, so that's I like that. So yeah, and uh, and it really does come down to, you know, once you get past Bieber and Cole, Bieber doesn't give up home runs. Let's start there. And that's really how this Yankee team has scored a lot of their runs. Um, uh, and by the way, very quietly, Brad Hand led the American League in saves. Yeah, he's sixteen. He slammed the door sixteen times. So you know, if they can get to the Yankee starters, we know the Yankee bullpen's been really good. It, I like Cleveland. I think I don't think it goes three. I think the first one goes three. I don't think this one goes three. So then we go to the great state of Minnesota, who lost a native son recently, and Joe the Animal Laurinaitis that Tone and I talked about the other night. Um, exactly. Uh, they get the trash, I mean the Houston Astros, uh, in this series, and I am going to throw it to you first, Tone. How bad's Minnesota going to beat Houston? I mean, what do you think happens? I'm going to go with Houston winning this series. Seriously? Play. Yes, I have Houston winning this series. They have the postseason experience. They have a head coach who is a veteran trying to get the job done, who's on a prove-it deal. I told you guys when the year started I'm not high on Minnesota, and I'm standing by that belief. 
these are a bunch of guys who are going to choke. They're a bunch of choke artists in the postseason, and I think that's going to happen again. Um, you know, I'm not very fond of Minnesota. I think that the White Sox and Indians are actually, although lower seeds, better teams than Minnesota. So I think it's going to be a short appearance. I think guys like Correa, Springer, Altuve. I mean, Altuve has not had a good season. We all know that. The, the people are coming at him. Um, you know, lights are on now. It's showtime. I think the Astros show us why they are for real, not just garbage cans banging and, uh, you know, cheating scandals amidst. I think this Astros team makes a little noise. I, I don't think they move past round two, but I do think they beat Minnesota in round one. Well, um, I'd ask you to tell us how you really felt about Minnesota, Tone, but I think you laid that one on the line for us there. Alex, what do you think? So... I'm going to go on the opposite end of the spectrum. I got to ride with Minnesota in this one. I mean, their pitching is, I guess you can say so-so, but when you got guys like Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, uh, Max Kepler, who had a pretty solid year as a leadoff hitter, um, I, you got, I got to ride with that offense. I mean, they just put up too many runs. If they're putting up five, six, seven runs a game, I think that's enough for their starter and or bullpen to kind of hold it down for them. And not, and not, that's not writing off the Cleveland or – the Astros, uh, but I think they, they've just kind of gone through basically the entire gauntlet right now, so I, I, I can't really put too much behind them at this point. My whole thing with this series, Tone, is I understand where you're coming from with Houston having the experience, and I get it. Minnesota, historically, outside of the Kirby Puckett years, has not been very good in the postseason. I will say this here. I don't know if Houston can flip the switch. That's a big switch to flip after the sprint of this season and having the numbers those guys did. I mean, they got there for a reason. But being able to flip the switch against a team that, by the way, up and down the lineups can go one for one with them, I don't know. My gut tells me Minnesota. Your argument tells me Houston. <laughs> I'm going to go with my original. I picked Minnesota in this one. And I, I'm gonna obviously, I wrote it in pen. I'm going to stick with it. But no, I definitely see your point. Dusty Baker's proven. Um, Houston is proven. So I definitely get where you're coming from. Just a quick question. Yeah. Can Houston's pitching get it done? Obviously, you're without Verlander. Uh, who's, who's your stud? It's, I don't think in this series it's about that. I think this is going to be this is going to be the one slugfest we're going to see. Okay. And, and your key, you know, he, when he got healthy, he's been doing better. Um, he has like a 2 ERA, 2.2, so maybe if they lean on him. I mean, I wouldn't say they have many studs, but as Mike said, I don't think in this series it matters more so pitching. I think it's a slugfest in this one. Uh, I think it's going to be who can hit more balls out of the park. No, I agree, and that's the way I looked at this one. And I picked Minnesota mostly because Josh Donaldson has been on a hot streak. Nelson Cruz isn't aging, and... Kepler, I didn't even, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't even think about Kepler. Byron Buxton was a third guy that popped into my head. Uh, to have those guys there, I just thought this was the one that they were going to be able to swing with. So, recapping quick. We got Tampa in the top. Everybody agree with that? Cleveland, next one down. We have the, the split decision, as it were, <laughs> with Houston and Minnesota. Which brings us to Alex's point of watching, and that is the Oakland Athletics hosting the Chicago White Sox out in Oakland. So, Alex, take it away, dude. This one's yours. So, obviously my heart says the White Sox, but my head kind of says Oakland. Um, I'm only laughing because I could hear it in your voice when you said that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless 
their bats can somehow, you know, flip a switch, as, as you coined just a couple moments ago, uh, they're going to need it because, obviously, their pitching outside of Keuchel and Giolito has kind of been iffy. I, I don't know who your number three is. I, I really can't trust Cease. Uh, he got shelled the other day. Dunning is too young. And uh, also, and then today, uh, Rolando um, Lopez got massacred in the second inning. So, uh, if if Abreu, who I believe is the MVP, AL MVP, can you know can rally the, the troops, uh, you're going to need a miracle, honestly. I think, and I could be wrong. I would like to think that I'm wrong. Tone, what do you got? Look, I don't know if I'm playing underdog ball here or what, but I look at these two teams and I give the advantage to the White Sox. I, you know, this is a team one week ago at this time that was favored as perhaps the best team in the American League. And you look at Giolito, you look at Keuchel, I mean, you look at the A staff, they're a bunch of, um, you know, tattletale babies riddled by Mike Fears, but no, for real, it's Chris Bassett. It's, uh, you know, Mike Fears, total loser, but that's another level. We won't talk about him. Sean Manaya, this guy has no postseason experience whatsoever. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, nothing too crazy. So when I look at Oakland, they lost their best player for the year in Matt Chapman. Um, that was a big blow to them. The White Sox, like, they have a few MVP candidates. A lot of people are saying Jose Abreu. I see Tim Anderson is a logical one, too. He's played incredible ball. Um, and maybe not of baseball, but of his team. So um, it's just crazy. It's been crazy to see what the White Sox, and it's even crazier that I should have had season tickets, making my profit, making my money. And, uh, you know, going to a few games, too. I, I would go to a few south side games. But, um, yeah, I think the White Sox escape uh, round one with the victory. And maybe them and the Astros will square off in an interesting six for seven round, too. By the way, my cousin who's watching us on Facebook just put up Tattletale Babies. I love it. <laughs> so, I got to be honest with you, Tone. You come out swinging tonight. I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm fired up. It's Victory Monday. You know, my brother's <laughs> amps for Browns Colts. You guys got in two weeks. So, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Vibes. What are your thoughts on that real quick, by the way? Browns Colts, two weeks. Um, I think Miles Garrett's going to put Phillip Rivers in a home. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you know what? i tell you this. If the Browns run the ball, the Browns are going to win a lot of games. End of story. Yep. It's that simple. And <laughs> who's yelling? <laughs> <laughs> the reaction, but like you said, I mean, Browns do have the best tandem running back in the league. It should be an interesting ball game. No, I agree. Um, I am actually going with Alex on this, and I had Oakland. And believe it or not, it is the Tattletale Babies that are giving me, the, I think, have the upper hand here because Giolito and Keiko are the only two givens in that team. I. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of the White Sox. I have been following, and everything you see is offense, 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 offense. This time of the year, it doesn't really translate all the time. So right now, that means that second-round uh, matchups, Tampa Bay and Cleveland, Minnesota and Oakland. Replay of a wild-card game and a former ALDS. Speaking of, I was watching, uh, Moneyball was on the other day. Um, so let's go over to the National League, and let's talk about that one. And we're going to start at the bottom with this one. Because I think we all know what the top's going to do. But let's start at the bottom with the 2-7 matchup. And, Tone, your Cincinnati Reds are playing against my personal nemesis, the Atlanta Braves. Mm -hmm. Tone, what do you like? 
Braves, Braves, Braves. Um, they're they're just too tough lineup wise, and they're pitching. Uh, they have their spouts. I mean, Ian Anderson showed signs of life, and their bullpen is honestly pretty good. Mark Melanson's had a little bit of a bounce back year. Shane Green's been good, so I do like the Braves. I think that they're a whole uh, heartedly better team than the Reds. The Reds play pathetic baseball for the first um, 50, you know, 40 to 50 games of the year, but now they're playing good. They're playing a little good, and now they got um, a postseason berth, so it'll be interesting to see. The Reds did back their way in, but I don't think they backed their way in for long. I think the Braves sweep them. Alex? Uh, I'm going to agree entirely with Tones. I know earlier in the year I picked the Reds to kind of be a, a sleeper team, and obviously they came out of nowhere, uh, but in terms of them being able to put it together for the postseason, I got to go with the experience in the Braves. Uh, I think they're just managed a little bit better aside from that too. And then when you got the likes of uh, Acuna, Albies, and Freddie Freeman, you really can't go wrong. Well, I as a Met fan contractually cannot pick Atlanta to win. Um, but I will say this. I didn't pick Cincinnati because I can't stand Atlanta. I picked Cincinnati because this is the one time of year where you can play the hot hand and actually come out with something. That, and we talked about quickly, Alex and I, before you jumped on, Trevor Bauer will most likely win the National League Cy Young Award, and guess who's pitching game one? And from there, Cincinnati's pitching has greatly improved over that sleepwalk through the first half of the season. Um, Their hitting has always kind of been there, but the big improvements they made, obviously, in the offseason were going with the pitching staff. So I like Cincinnati to come out of here. It is going to go three games. Uh, I think they win Bauer start, they lose game two, and they find a way to get the win in game three. I just think the hot team in this one. I've seen a lot of Atlanta this year, and they're good, but you've got to hand them a lot of outs, and I don't think Cincinnati's going to do that. So now we're going to open with you again, Tone, because we're going to skip to the series that no one expected to happen and that is a rematch of the 2003 national league championship series tone chicago cubs against the flipping marlins the marlins man i know uh when we talked in the beginning of the year and um you know the marlins were out at the strip club i mean winning ball games early on uh you know I, I, it was a little bit of a joke with the marlins being the postseason and here they are they're opening against my team the chicago cubs uh, i don't think it's going to end too well for the marlins although i will say their offseason accusations of um jesus aguilar you know Corey dickerson they brought in these veterans and then Marte at the deadline oh that was huge uh, yeah, they've done a real good job at assembling a pretty good lineup, honestly. It was a lineup that was um, very hard to look at last year, and this year it's honestly very respectable. So it's not going to be an easy series for the Cubs, who before this weekend with the White Sox, their bats were you know, colder than the New York Jets football team, but that's another story. So, uh, you know, I think the Cubs do escape. I think Darvish and Hendricks and Luster, I think those three are enough to get us to the next level and advance out of round two or advance out of round one. Alex, who you got in this one? I mean, the Cubs as well too. I'm going off of playoff experience. You got a guy in Leicester who has been there before. Obviously the rest of the team has been there, but Leicester on multiple occasions. Uh, and then who I like to think has a, a good, a quality manager, David Ross. I mean, yeah. To, to me that he's a, he's an important piece to that team. And obviously I know he's not a player anymore. Uh, but his connection with that team can definitely put them over the hump and just 
experience alone. I hope the only thing is that their bullpen can kind of keep it together. I know as of late they've had kind of bullpen trouble, but if you can get quality starts out of Darvish, Hendricks, and Lester, I mean, you're not a, you're not on a, on a bad route at all. No, you're not, and I will say this. I have the Cubs winning this series just because the Cubs are a better team. Let's just flat out say it. Uh, the only thing I hope for is I hope the Marlins give him a series because as much as I am a blue and orange bleeding Met fan, Donnie Baseball needs to win one, man. I mean, come on. It, that's the heartstring one for me is Donnie Baseball. But no, I like the Cubs here. Uh, Cubs beating the Marlins. I actually haven't beaten the Marlins in three. I have it going the whole way. I could see that happening. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I mean, Cubs are the type of team to win the first game 10-1, to 1, lose the second game 5-2, to 2, and then win the third game, you know, 8-4. to 4, Something crazy like that. Yeah, and I, I think what's going to help them is Hendricks is going to pitch game three. Yeah. Yeah, so Darvish will go game one, Lester game two, and you mix it up, so that's always nice, too. Yeah. St. Louis, who, out of nowhere, because they weren't going to the club, they were at the riverboat gambling, out of nowhere, gets the one of the final playoff spots today. They are the seven, not the seven seed, they're the five seed, um, against the San Diego Padres, the out-of-nowhere Mike Clevenger-less San Diego Padres. Uh, Alex. You know, I'm gonna pull the opposite right here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cardinals right here on this one, and I'm gonna say that because a lot of these guys have been there before, and I and I know this is kind of attesting to my point before. Uh, but when you got the likes of Yadi Molina, Adam Wainwright, who I know who was probably what 55 right now at this point, yeah, uh, and then hopefully you can get something out of uh, a Jack Flaherty, uh, and then that offense. If they can kind of get something going, they could pull a shocker on this one. But by no means that's too to discredit what uh, San Diego can do, and obviously with the likes of um, Fernando Tatis and uh, some of their pitching as well, too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with St. Louis on this one, just because they've been there before. As, as far as the age thing goes, real quick, remember, Adam Wainwright threw the curveball to Beltran to Yadier Molina 14 years ago. Oh, yeah. It's like bringing back bad memories. Uh, Tone, what do you like? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I mean, they've been there, done that in the postseason. I, you know, hate these knuckleheads. Bunch of knuckleheads. Shout out to Chuck from TNT. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to overcome the Padres because I just think that the Cardinals have the veteran experience. The Padres have a lot of good guys, a lot of fun players to watch. But no one's really been there and done that from that team. I mean, Hosmer has, but uh, besides him, you know. Um, nonetheless, I think Cardinals are one of those scrappy teams under their um, manager, Mike Schultz. So I think they come out on top. I actually picked the Cardinals because Clevenger's not there. Plain and simple. Do you, what is actually wrong with him? Bicep. Uh, which is code for Tommy John. Is he out for the series? I'm he's sure. done. They oh, shut him on. down. Yeah, he's, he's shut down. We talked about it the other night when I was on with Tone. And what was your buddy's name? Was it Jake? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, we talked about it the other night and it was, it, it, he actually, they made the announcement, I think about five minutes before I went on with those guys. And it was just, I was like, wow, San Diego's done without that ace in the hole. Listen, Paddock can run his mouth all he wants. He's not an ace yet. Yep. And if Paddock's going to pitch game one, he's going to pitch game one, either against Flaherty or Wainwright. Who wins that one? All right, so we got we're unanimous in that one, and we're unanimous in the one before that. So we got Chicago, St. Louis, and now we go to the one eight, and that the juggernaut, that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
I mean, at this point in time, do you pick anybody but the Dodgers to win this thing? I mean, Clayton no. Kershaw is going to pitch game two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this series might as well not even be played. Here's the scary part. David Price opted out. And they won, what, 42, 43 games? 43 and 17. Good God. That's college basketball numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to break this one down. <laughs> also, too, that, that's that's without pointing out the fact that Max Muncy and Ballinger had down years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh like that, but I think Milwaukee's going to get their clock cleaned. So I'm not even going to dive into this one because it's when you check all the every other series has one spot where another team has something. See, like in Miami and Chicago, I think the Cubs have the seat or the Marlins have the season manager. So there's something the Marlins have that the Cubs don't. There's nothing Milwaukee has that the Dodgers don't. This should have been the Mets, but they're horrible. All right, so in the National League, Dodgers, Cardinals, Cubs, and I have Cincinnati, you boys have Atlanta. So let's go through the rest here. Let's do it based on our own personal picks, and I kept track of them. Um, I have Tampa Bay losing to Cleveland. I have Cleveland going to the ALCS, uh, and then I have them playing Oakland in the ALCS. Alex, what do you think? Between uh, Cleveland and Oakland. Well, you got start with Tampa and Cleveland, and then um, Oakland, and I think you had Houston. Uh, no, I had no. You Minnesota. Don't it, Houston? Okay. Uh, so if I'm going, I pick Tampa, Cleveland. I got to ride with Cleveland on that one, just because I I can almost envision. I know I I attest to the fact that their pitching will do really well, but I think when you got the likes of uh, Lindor and Ramirez. That's uh, those are two just scary cocks in that lineup that I would not want to face. Agreed. Uh, obviously, aside from that, they got other hitters on their team as well too. So I'll I'll ride with Cleveland on that one going to a, the ALCS, and then if I had to, yeah, I, I think I think Cleveland all the way, honestly, on the, on the American League side. Okay. So you have Cleveland going to the World Series against whoever you decide to pick in the National League. Yeah, I mean, if I had to go to the National League, I'm, I'm going to probably say the, the juggernaut and the Dodgers. Gotcha. Tom, what about you? I'm going with the Rays over the Indians. i got to stick with my Tampa uh, faithful. Gotcha. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm going to stick with the Tampa. I think it'll be a good series, but I think Tampa's rotation um, outdoes Cleveland slightly. You know, I'm hoping that Tampa somehow pulls through, and their bats are just scrappy bats. They're um, they're gritty bats. So I hope that these bats continue to be gritty. And I have the Astros taking down the White Sox just based on experience and in the will for Dusty Baker to win. So I'm going to go with Rays Astros in the ALCS. Okay, so I have. Cleveland beating Tampa, Oakland beating Minnesota. I have Cleveland going to the World Series uh, on the strength of that pitching staff and the back end of that bullpen to go with one of the top three offenses in the league, most likely, when they get rolling. So let's see how they do. Um, the reason I picked Cleveland over Tampa, to be honest with you guys, is I think Bieber is just on a mission to, I mean, having lived there for as long as I did, this is the longest drought without a World Series win. 
1948 was the last title in Cleveland. Uh, we inherited that title from the Cubs in 2016. Uh, so I just think that this team, they're on a mission. Remember, Tito's not there. Tito's still dealing with his health stuff. Sandy Alomar's had that team for the majority of this season. And he's done a great job. But I got Cleveland coming out of the American League. So in the National League, we were all basically in agreement top to bottom. Dodgers, Cardinals, Cubs. You guys both had Atlanta, I had Cincinnati. Uh, Alex, let's start with you. Where you got? Do you have the Dodgers running the running the table here? I do, but I mean, if you want to give me, if you want me to give the breakdown as well, I can I can do that. Where do you? How badly do you see? I mean, how do they get past the Cardinals? Uh, that's the one thing that I was thinking about. I know that the the Cardinals have been the Achilles heel of the Dodgers, and I know I can attest to that because I have a, a lot of family who is LA fans. Uh, and every time they're just like, oh, the Dodgers are going to run away with it. The Dodgers are going to run away with it. And the Cardinals come in and just do what they need to do and just say, all right, bye. Yeah. So that's, that's the only team that I'm kind of worried about just because they've had uh, previous battles. But other than that, I, I really can't see anybody else kind of standing a chance unless somehow uh, the Dodgers just kind of flame out. Yeah, that's definitely could happen. Tone, what do you got? I got Dodgers over the Cardinals. I think it will be a good series, though. I think it will go the distance. I mean, I just think Cardinals are one of those postseason teams. As Alex said, they got the Dodgers number. So it's their, their, their Achilles heel. You know, they're the pest that doesn't go away. So I think it'll go the distance. But I got Dodgers over Cardinals. Then, you know, I'm a homer. I'm going Cubs over Braves. I just think that the Cubs pull it out. And I think, although I do love my Cubs, I think it's going to be Dodgers over Cubs. So I got a World Series of the Rays winning it all over the Dodgers. That'd be that's almost as bad as me calling the Mets winning it all. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Alex, we'll so what? We'll see. I mean, I, I I remember at the beginning of the year I said Indians will be one of the best teams. Now here they are, being people's World Series predictions. Yeah, and just so I, I'll throw it to you, Alex. If you you had Cleveland coming through the American League, the Dodgers coming through the National League. I have the same World Series matchup as you do, Cleveland and the Dodgers. So now let's break that down. Dodgers, it's been 32 years since Kirk Gibson hit that home run. Is this a World Series or bust year for Dave Roberts? We'll start at the top. Alex, what do you got? 100%. I mean, they've been there the past couple years, and obviously we know what happened with them in the Astros. I mean, it was kind of out of their hands, essentially. Uh, but when you got that that type of lineup, that type of pitching, and that much money that's being spent over there in the Chavez Ravine, you got to win. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No, I hear you. Tone, what do you think? Is this make or break for Dave Roberts? I agree with Alex. I think it is. They've had their chances time and time again. It's, it's put up or shut up. Um, I mean, they're paying everybody so much money. Uh, you know, Magic Johnson and these guys, they're pulling money out of who knows where, but they're affording all these players. It's time for them to win. It's time for them to bring home a championship to the city. It's time for them to go or else I don't think Dave Roberts will be around much longer. No, I agree. I think this is a World Series or bust year for him. Um, and it's sad because he's a good manager and he's a good dude, but... Unfortunately, with the payroll you're talking about, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be tough for him to really have a reason to keep going if he can't get the W this year. 
So let's ask the next question in the room. Is playing this thing in a bubble in that barn-looking stadium in Texas going to have more of an effect than what we're used to seeing? I'm going to start with this one because I think home field advantage is one thing in the playoffs that you can't really dismiss. When you have to walk into a Wrigley, a city field, the south side in Chicago, Fenway, you know... You have to be on your toes. You cannot let anything get to you because the crowds will amplify the noise and make it tougher. This year, we don't have that. This could be the year that the scrappy team gets it done because they don't have to worry about having fans on their neck. Tone, what do you think? Is this going to be the year that we see someone, if you're Tampa Bay... Wins it. Thank you, Gina, my cousin. It's going to have a tremendous effect. Your Yankees are still losing. Um, <laughs> is this the year a scrappy team can get it done because they don't have to go into a hostile environment? Yeah, I think that that does have a big uh, play of the effect of things. I mean, we've seen it in basketball and hockey now. These teams go into the bubble and then they eat, breathe, and sleep that sport. So we're going to see all these guys fired up, be around their teammates for the foreseeable future. They're going to do nothing but baseball things. And I think it's this year better than ever. They don't have to travel, don't have to go into the um, big, bad home stadium. So I think that this year a little team like the Rays or, you know, maybe a, a Cubs might pop in. Alex, your, your thoughts on the effect? I mean, I'm 100% in accordance as well, too. Obviously, I know you, you got to pick, you got to go with, you know, the, the main teams out there, the Dodgers uh, and Indians like I picked. But could, could it be the Rays? Absolutely. Could it be, you know, the Cardinals? Sure. Could it be Houston again? Maybe. It, any, anything is possible at all. We're, we're in 2020 right now. I don't count anything out in 2020. <laughs> Me neither. Just real quick, a shout out my daughter's on. Hi, Kate. Um, uh, thanks guys. That was nice of you to wave to her. Um, so, okay. So we got our picks here. Tone likes Tampa. I think that would be huge for Tampa to be honest with you. Uh, such a great, great run franchise that, you know, they need fans uh, and it's ridiculous. Alex and I are in agreement. Dodgers in Cleveland. Alex has the Dodgers and I'm going heart overhead here. And I'm going with breaking the longest drought in baseball. And that is a Cleveland Indians championship. But I can back it up and back it up this way. They are going to pitch their way to a title. Because now, when you, because especially with the inning workload guys have had, now you're getting into the part where some of the older arms are going to tire. The Indians have no older arms. So I... As much as it's going to make all my friends in Cleveland want to slap me because every time someone picks Cleveland, they end up losing. The Cleveland Indians, I have them as my pick to win the 2020 World Series in the barn uh, and end that drought. Now, would you guys put an asterisk on this title, or do you think it should have an asterisk the other way? As in, look, these guys overcame not seeing their families, not having a way away from the game to win a championship. Tone, you're kind of leaning back. What do you think? I think at this point, it's postseason, it's uh, regular seasons behind us. At this point, it feels the same. It's going to feel the same. Um, 
Obviously, no fans in the stands, different stadiums, but it's postseason ball, game on. I think if the White Sox win or if the Cubs win, me and Alex are going to go, you know, streaking down the street still and happiness, going to be popping bottles of champagne, going to be doing Lord knows what. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't view it as uh, too much different now. I do think it is different. I want to put a negative asterisk on it, maybe a little smidge next to it because it is a different season, but I want to put a negative spin on this uh, title at all. In fact, like you said, maybe a little positive one, if anything. Alex, what about you? Same. Uh, I don't see a negative at all. I mean, you're you're playing in a pandemic where, you know, 200 plus thousand people have lost their lives. So you're putting yourself potentially at risk. You're away from your family. Uh, you're going through testing nonstop. You know, you're probably locked in your room when you're not playing. Uh, you're going through ex- extreme measures to kind of play the game that you love. To me, I don't I don't look at it any differently. I whoever is the champion at the end of this season. Chip of the cap because you deserved it. You know, you, you went through everything, essentially. And. You're right. Playoff baseball is playoff baseball, regardless if it was 60 games, 120 games, 80 games, 90 games, whatever that discussion was. We had a number of months ago. You know, we're here now. Agreed. And I wouldn't put an asterisk on it to make it any less than what it actually is. So there you have it, everybody who's paying attention and listening. You have three guys who eat, breathe and sleep baseball 90 percent of the year until their football team show up. Uh Telling you who they think are going to win it. We got Tampa, We got all sorts of stuff. We got the Dodgers, who are the ultimate favorite. We have the Tampa Bay Rays, who are the scrappy, out-of-nowhere team who won a division that no one saw coming. And I have the Cleveland Indians, who are going to have to play, be the Road Warriors, uh, in round after they host the Yankees in the first round. Gentlemen, as always, it has been a ton of fun. Let's say we do this at the end and run through our... Actually, let's say we do this between the LCS and the World Series, and then we really dive into what we're going to watch over those days. Yeah, I I think that would be fun. I think that would be fun. Awesome. So if you could tell everybody where you guys can be found, we're going to wrap this sucker up. Alex, to start with you. So you can find me on Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, at Row7Podcast. You can check me out. All over the place. Tones, you're rocking one of my t-shirts right now. I'm selling t-shirts, 20 bucks a pop, just to kind of get the brand out there. I, you know, this is something I love to do. Love talking sports, love talking baseball. So check me out, Real 7 Podcast. Tone, where can we find you at? Yeah, go check out Row 7. They're great guys, they're a great podcast, and uh, they always got great thoughts. And check out uh, me at Tricky Tones BGTE, my personal account. Check out my Buccaneers podcast at Bucketeers B-U-C-C-A-T-E-E-R-S and check out my baseball at Cracker Jacks Pod, guys. Happy early victory Monday. Don't drink too much apple juice tonight. Get a good night's sleep. I think uh, we have work in the morning, so, you know. And I'm an hour ahead of you. Hey, hey, get to bed, my man. And I'm all a lot older than you two. Uh, Big Recon can be found and on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, on Facebook and YouTube, where we are now, Big Recon on Sports, Twitter, at Big Recon on Sports, and we're utilizing the Instagram just for links, at Big Recon on Sport. Gentlemen, it has been a ton of fun, as it always is. Let's enjoy the greatest month of the season. And Tone, tell your brother... Miles is coming for Phil. Oh, he was just Shannon Reakin. I don't know if he'll be Shannon Reakin anymore after hearing that one. 
All right, boys. We'll see you in a few weeks when we start. We discuss the 2020 World Series. Have a great rest of your night. Sounds good. You too, man. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye.